Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Secret Artists Podcast Christmas Special. My name's Annie McGrath and I'm very lucky to be joined by national treasure Tom Allen. We talk about Tom's new book, No Shame, as well as various artists, including Olafur Ellison, George Surat and J.M.W. Turner, all whilst drawing and painting Tom's face, as in painting pictures of it, not painting directly onto his face, because we recorded it on Zoom. Follow us on social media to see mine and Tom's artworks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at SecretArtPod. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the final episode of this series. Tom Allen is a stand-up comedian, writer, presenter and actor known for his unique style of sharp acerbic wit and camp riotous storytelling. He had his very own stand-up special, Absolutely, which was on Channel 4, and I went to see live at the Palladium back in the days where we could do that sort of thing. Tom's been on so many TV shows, Live at the Apollo, 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, Mock the Week, The Great British Bake Off's Extra Slice, Celebrity Crystal Maze, as well as The John Bishop Show and Channel 4's Comedy Gala at the O2. He also has his own brilliant podcast, Like-Minded Friends, which he co-hosts with friend and fellow comedian Susie Ruffle. Tom's book, No Shame, A Hilarious and Candid Memoir, is out now. And I'm reading it at the moment, and it's brilliant. I love it. So excited to have Tom on the podcast. Hello. Hi. What a lovely introduction. (laughs) That was so nice. And so so generous of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you've done a lot of things. Well, I've been very lucky to do (laughs) lots of things. Um, How have you been? I like your uh, Christmassy tinsel in the background. Well, it's Christmas now, right? So I put yes. up some tinsel around the pictures, which I found. And um, I thought that might bring a little bit of cheer to people. Yeah, it will do. At the um, end of a shitty old year. Well, Is that yeah. Delia Smith? Yes, of course. Uh, complete cookery course. Um, yeah. Uh, a real, a real, really important piece of literature. <laughs> yeah. I know that. How are you? It must be a relief to finish your book. Very exciting. It, it's very nice. Yeah, it's very... Well, I wrote it in... I finished it in sort of August. And then I was kind of like, wow, I wrote a book. That's done. And then, of course, you end up actually uh, having to tell people about it. Otherwise, nobody buys it. So yeah. um, that's been... But that's been lovely as well. And um, uh, I... Uh, yeah, I've, I've been having a, a nice time. And I, I sort of wrote it and I thought... Well, will anybody kind of understand what the hell I'm going on about when I'm talking about being such an eccentric outside weirdo? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, everybody's a bit of a weirdo, aren't they? So that's, been, that's been quite rewarding to know that... It's, um... it's so nice reading it and just imagining oh. little, little Tom Allen as a sort of Dickensian 13-year-old boy. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. 
And today, in honour of your um, your book, we're going to paint or draw the front cover, right? I'm very excited about it. I, I, I come to this with no experience of art, knowledge of art. I'm not very good at art. In fact, I'm holding a biro. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, you, I'm look, you look like you're about to write another book. Um, yeah, so that's what I thought I'd do. <laughs> you could do just give me a pen and I'll just write a book. <laughs> I can't be stopped. Um, so you're going classic pen on paper, right? Have you got some yeah. paper there? I've got nice paper there. Yeah. Quite, it's, quite, it's quite a hardy paper. I don't know mm, if that... Love it. What sort of GSM are we talking? Uh, 120. Ooh, nice. Not, not too probably, floppy. not too probably. Um, and I don't know what would be, what would an artist use? Probably a bit more than that. Probably a bit thicker. I reckon I've got a sort of two fifty. Two fifty, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to hold it up because it's got. I'm using it's acrylic paint. It's, it. <laughs> it's a piece of wood. <laughs> um, oh, and you've got acrylic paint. I've got acrylic paints. I've got a mug that says caution. Hot, Hot content, that's nice. The birthday present from some friends, which has a photo of us on it as well. Oh, what a lovely photo as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you gonna have you got your book in front of you? I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. So Most of the time I do have it. <laughs> I have it with me at all times. So maybe because it's Christmas we should do a sort of Christmassy spin on your face. Yes, I would like that. Don't know how you feel about that. Maybe a little Santa's hat or like some reindeer antlers. I don't know. Yeah. The great thing about my head is that it is literally a blank canvas. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bald, bald head. So when was the last time you sat down and did a drawing or have you never done that? Um, I've never done that. I would never do it on my own as well. I have quite a, uh, a violent inner monologue that stops me from doing anything. <laughs> so, um, what sort I, of things does it say? Uh, what are you doing? You're an idiot. This is rubbish. Oh, um, so that's, I think, when I have done it, but I did do sort of an abstract um, sort of painting for my the room in my the wall in my bedroom, and my friend Eleanor encouraged me to do it. And uh, Eleanor Tom, like, friend of the podcast. Eleanor Tom, <laughs> friend of the podcast, and we were reminiscing about when we were at your lovely um, party. About I think it was almost exactly a year ago. Do you mean the private view for the exhibition or the party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. That was almost that was... exactly a year ago. She encouraged me. Are we just doing it? Yeah. I've started on your nose. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite it's quite a prominent nose actually. So don't blame yeah. me for starting there. <laughs> it's a lovely nose. I just thought it was the most cent the most central feature of your face. So. Oh, you see, like very in a very kind of like non creative way, I've started by the shoulder pads. They're straight <laughs> lines. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so you did some drawing with Eleanor, did you? Um, I we did some art. Uh, we did some. I know she told me to go and just get some acrylic and just enjoy myself. Yeah. Um. And, and that I did. Um, and, and I found actually the sense of just sort of throwing some paint on the on the canvas and just not questioning it was quite therapeutic. I don't know. Yeah. It's... Like um, trying out jokes for the first time. You've got to just try and ride the wave of failure. I mean, that's very profound. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I've drawn some lapels. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel really good about it. I was trying to um, remember when we first met, and I think it was in about 2013. Oh, really? I've, I, my first memory of you is at one of May Martin's new material gigs. Oh, yes. Camden Head. Oh, yes. Those are so fun. Yeah. And um, we were probably performing to about three people. Yeah, probably. Um, Great times, right? 
I've gone with um, a sort of portrait pink and a burnt umber. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so what's going on with these lapels? Why am I so obsessed with that, though? I mean, I kind of like, this is quite methodical, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think you've got a nice sort of symmetrical face, actually. So, Is that right? It's quite a nice one to draw. You've got a lovely chiselled jawline. It's weird because I'm talking to you, but I'm looking at a photo of your face. I know, it's like, this is like egotistical <laughs> heaven for me. So you say you're not into art, but I always think of you as a very sort of stylish man. And I think fashion is a kind of art, would you say? Yeah, I suppose the idea of art, I really um, don't know anything about, you know, and I've never, it almost is sort of like an indulgence to me, the idea. I think it's a bit like poetry as well as I've never understood poetry. And I think it's because it requires like that sort of stillness that I sort of um, don't always allow myself, you know, I, yeah. I, I, not in a sort of like, oh, poor me. Um I think they can also be quite like threatening mediums and there's a lot of sort of pretentiousness surrounding poetry and fine art and people think they don't like, they don't understand it or they don't. Ah, uh, right. So that happens a lot then. Yeah, I think so. But everyone, everyone knows something about, like, you know what you like, don't you? In art? I, I actually don't. I actually don't know what I like, really. Like, I, I know that's kind of what you're supposed to know, isn't it? The one thing you have control of. Mm. Um, and and I always sort of feel like, oh, I I should know what I like. <laughs> but I I. But I if just... you're in an exhibition or something, you could, would you be like, I like that painting, or I don't like that one? No, I have no. That's what I mean. I have no concept <laughs> of what to like and whatnot. I think because growing up, I was always taught like, what is it? What is it showing? Like the idea right. of something just existing for the sake of art, the sake mm. of just like, we this is just here. Yeah. Because some because I made it. Um. It's, it's sort of anathema to me. So the yeah. idea of sort of going like, oh, wow, that's a beautiful picture of something. Um, Do you feel I, like I, you have to understand it? Yes. appreciate it? And that sort of like mindfulness of just zoning all of those voices out and going, what is my visceral response to something? Mm. It's something that takes a lot of, like, I, it takes quite a lot of work, I, I found. Like, yeah. like to get into that like meditative state. Um, is that something that you're able to do when you're writing? Like when you were writing your book, did you... Um, yes, uh, yes, I did. I did find like that I, I kind of just made myself right and, and made myself sort of be honest about stuff. Mm. And, and so that, that was kind of a, a, a really nice experience. But, but yeah, I do, I do sort of, I struggle with, with sort of, yeah, with, with sort of what, what the, the point of art is, mm-hmm. um, which I know sounds very Philistine, but I suppose I thought, well, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, that is to be honest. And I think... Sure. We had teachers who were like, yes, you must draw things. And you sort of have to do these like weird projects that sort of always looked a bit shit. And then... Um, <laughs> what sort of thing? Like sculpture that was based on a cylinder of... Like it's supposed to look like a face. But it was all right. kind of like sort of sculpture. But you know when it's just like not very good and you haven't got time and you just sort of expect to just get on with it yourself. Yeah. It just sort of didn't free anything up for me. It didn't make me feel... Um, it, it, it just sort of... I don't know. I'm sure it's like a great privilege that we... Were, we even had art lessons. But I, well, I think the reason I got into comedy was because I realised, like, actually, so many plays are so boring. And there's yeah. all this, like, importance attached, like, oh, my God, the way you created that character was amazing. And I was always like, let's just say some lines. Let's just say things that are funny. And that's why I ended up being a stand-up, because stand-up's much more, like, immediate and much more, like, definitely to the point. Um, I, even now, I struggle with, like, the nuances of plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
like I go and like Shakespeare I, I talk about this in the book a bit but like yeah. I can't I don't understand it like I don't I mean I, I don't, don't think want... anyone does really like you talk you... about those audiences who just laugh as soon as it starts and that is true and people just want to prove that they're like better than other people don't they often I think like... what that was always my frustration with it and like like oh what is this and I was just sort of felt so inadequate as a result hmm. and I feel like I might not be the only one to have felt that definitely not yeah, I found it because I went to art college for a year before I went to Leeds and I oh, right. really enjoyed it in many ways, but I also just felt like everyone was so took themselves so seriously. And, oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. And I just, then, then when I went to Leeds and did English and theatre, it was a similar, like, you know, everyone took theatre so seriously and I, that's when I got into comedy because like, this is fine. It feels like the fun side of like art and theatre without the pretentiousness of it. That's what I like about it. And it, it kind of feels quite like storytelling that's quite, yeah. it, it, you know, immediate, which mm-hmm. I like. And it just sort of connects with people in a way that like, if it, if it connects with them, then it connects with, you know, there's no sort of like, mm, but that's not such an interesting... <laughs> yeah, there's no like, what was it about? It's like, it made, it made me laugh. It was funny. <laughs> it made us laugh. That was fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, my mum is a huge fan of yours, of course. Oh, that's so nice. I texted you. She saw that I had your book the other day and she's like, oh my God, I want to read that. Can I read it after you? I love it. Oh, that's so nice. Um, The, um, I've got really weird lips. Don't, don't tell your mum that. Um, (laughs) She would like that. Yeah. I mean, look, so far that's rubbish. Oh, it's nice. Oh, you're working really like the torso up, aren't you? I felt safer with those clean lines. Is that pathetic? No, not pathetic at all. What I'm realising is I have quite an odd... I mean, I realise that not everybody brings in a picture of themselves. This says a lot about me, I think, doesn't it? <laughs> no. We have... Um, actually, we did life drawing with Joel, Tomit and Hannah. Cooper. Did they take off their clothes? We all took off our clothes. Tomit was so intimidating. Obviously, no, you... Really? Did you yeah, really? We know how ripped he is from living with him in Edinburgh. Yes. And she's a supermodel, so... <laughs> <laughs> there I was. <laughs> In my bra and pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure everybody was equally lovely in their way. And that's all that matters. I mean, but I would have felt, I would have felt very intimidated. We're all creatures of God, aren't we? We're all God's beautiful in the way God made us. So that's the thing to remember. But I would have felt very intimidated by that. Yeah, I did. But all in the name of art. But I'm having a very nice time, by the way. Oh, good. It's lovely to see you. It's, this is a very nice thing to do as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's quite a nice way of starting the week, isn't it? Yeah, very calming. I started doing a bit of yoga online, which I've not. You know, I'm not a yoga person really. I don't mm. know much about it. Again, that's often I think a thing that attracts the worst people to its classes. Which one have you been doing? Which uh, Adrienne? Yeah, like her. Love her. Well, actually, I find her quite annoying, but I do think she does yeah. good classes. She's she's very like we're going to do some yummy yoga. Um, yeah. but actually she loves it herself. The light in me bows to the light in you. Oh yeah, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. you brought yourself here. That's great. All praise to the mat. But yeah. then she'll be like, she she will be like really funny and sort of like laugh about like, oh, why did I do that? Or, yeah, like, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, she's nice. And her dog, Benji. I like is my when, dog, Benji. I like it when Benji's asleep and then she does like tapping with her feet and then he wakes up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I have seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way that, um, I don't know, she, it feels very accessible. I like her like 
Yeah. Good good night yoga as well. I sometimes do that before mm. bed. I like that you can do like a 13 minute class or a 45 minute one. I love that. And I always err on the side of like. I'll do like a 20 minute one because then it feels like you've done something, but it's not too difficult. I, yeah, I tend to give like a 12 minute one. Hmm. Did you do her Halloween special? Oh, no, I did see something about that. Um, What what was that like? <laughs> it yeah. was quite good. And was it, was it spooky? It called um, Yoga for If You're Feeling Dead Inside. And I did it with <laughs> my mum. Did you like it? Where you're lying on the floor like a bug. So you have to do this. Can you see? Oh, Is yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it was good fun, actually. Oh, she's <laughs> like, I think she's kind of brilliant. Like, the way that she sort of demystified... I mean, and I think that like the thera- the sort of therapeuticness of it, I found very. Um, I'm coming to draw the top of my head now. This is where it's all going to come undone. And, mm. you know, it's all coming undone. I look. Oh yeah, I, like I look it. inhuman. I don't look human. <laughs> You've done a sort of like alien version of yourself. Yes, so I like it. It's sort of my surname anyway. Tom Alien. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good show title, maybe. Yeah, for that uh, alien show I'm going to do. <laughs> but you talk about liking alien films in your book, actually. Oh, I do. Thank you for getting to that bit. Actually. <laughs> actually, you're fine. I don't know if you've read it, but I have. I, I, what is it about? <laughs> I, know, I like how some people just like get ghostwriters and stuff to do everything. I was like, yeah. what? That's an option? I mean, I didn't want to. I wanted to write the book. No, because what's so great about your book is it feels like it's so in your voice, which sounds stupid because... I guess everyone's book is in their voice, but I can hear you for every sentence it sounds can like you? you, which I think is really nice. Oh, hopefully that doesn't put people off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, people, people love you. Oh, that's very nice. A very nice thing to say. You're a good cook, aren't you, Tom? And I tell everybody I am. I'm not really. I well, mean, that's, I'm... That's part of the battle, isn't it? Just fool people into thinking you are. I, li- I like it. I like, really like cooking. I don't get as much time to do it as I would perhaps like. And like baking and stuff is really fun, but you have to have a bit more. It's a bit like, actually it's a bit like sketching, isn't it? You've got to have, allow yourself the time to do it, but it's always time well spent. Yeah. I would say. And it's, I would say there's an artistry to cooking as well. Um. Uh. Well, yes, I suppose. Yeah, I do quite like the artistic side of that. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and fun you know. to judge other people's cooking. I, I love to I love to judge other people's, as you know. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, in I look dem- I look demonic. The eyes, it's terrifying. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I, I like I, I like kind of. It's always something that's done with um, love, isn't it? Cooking like for, especially mm. if you're cooking for someone, somebody else, especially baking, is yeah. very like for. Um, yeah, you're not baking yourself a cake, are you? It's a, sh- a shared experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's something nice. Although, as I say, I like to slightly make fun of it. Um, as are your idea. parents good cooks? Uh, my dad likes cooking. My mum is a good cook, but she sort of says she doesn't like it so much. But um, mm. she's, I think she sort of worries unnecessarily, really. Yeah. Um, I think most of the time, when you're hungry, you're just, it's, you know what it's like, Say in Edinburgh, when mm-hmm. we're like um, up there for so long, you know, if somebody came along and said, I've made you a home cooked meal, we'd be over the moon, wouldn't we? Yeah, like, definitely. So I think that 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 sort of experience is, uh, 
is 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 just is is so positive. Um, mm. I can't remember what your chosen meal in Edinburgh was in that time. We were in our Greyfriars Bobby flat. Did, um, did you do much cooking, or did you? Yeah, I did do a bit of cooking. Um, I don't think I did anything very exciting. I think I ate out quite a lot in the end. Mm. It was very decadent. But I think being at that festival sort of brings out any kind of, please, make this a bit more stress-free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've given you some sort of luscious uh, magenta lips. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. My favourite night in that Edinburgh flat was when we did the parlour games. Oh my god, I loved that as well. That was the funnest night. That was the cereal box game, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> it was so fun. Cutting up a little bit of cereal packet and trying to balance on it, or what was the game? Basically, like cutting, and then you have to like bend over. Oh, you the have to waist... pick it up with your mouth. Yeah, with your mouth. I mean, yeah. can you imagine it now? No. You're like what? I'm so stiff. Oh, what? Because of COVID. Because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Adrienne would do it. Adrienne would be able to do it. Oh, yeah, no she question. Would. She would love it. But she'd also, she wouldn't push you to do it if you couldn't do it. She'd be like, hey, just play with the dog. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> listen to your body. Listen to your body. Yeah, she would say listen to your body or something. Yeah. Something encouraging. Um, And Steve and Joel invented that game where you throw oh. knives at each other. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I forgot about that game where you <laughs> no. throw a... You throw, you have the, don't you have the cereal packet in front of you and you have to throw the knife so that it is it, like impaled in the cereal. It was so stressful. Someone holds the box or has the box, you have a knife, they throw the box in the air, you're facing away with the knife, You they, they count you down, they throw the box in the air, you spin around and stab the box. <laughs> oh yeah. So it actually isn't as dangerous as it sounds, you don't throw the knife, do you? Yeah, the knife doesn't get thrown. But at the same time, it, there isn't. There are knives involved in a very like frightening way. Yeah, I definitely didn't get involved in that game. The elite level is you're facing the wrong way and blindfolded. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you have. To, but you sort of the game requires that you kind of let go of any inhibitions surrounding that. I would say. I think I'm too sort of danger conscious for that kind of game. Well, of course, like, and that is what keeps us all alive. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just don't want to have a knife thrown at me. Call me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. it sends some alarm bells off for me, and um, they're it, just uh, totally fearless, Joel and Steve. So. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I love their their energy, their ways. Mm. Um, the fearless fun. I feel like their whole lives in when they were growing up near to each other were like that. Yeah. So, would you go to a gallery like as a? As a hobby or as a way of passing the time, or do you hate the idea of that? Of, um, of other people enjoying art. Um, I, no, I have gone to galleries and I do quite like, I sort of make myself go to them, uh, yeah. even though I don't understand anything. But I just always feel like, oh, there's something here I'm not getting and I've mm-hmm. messed it up and, oh God, what am I doing here? This isn't for me. And the, the, do you know what I mean? I feel like everyone's at a party. It's a bit like, like yeah. the Shakespeare thing. Um, and I know that like, people who work in art are at pains to sort of be like, oh, no, we don't want you to feel like that. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I've always felt very encouraged, but uh, I don't get any, I don't often get anything from looking at a painting. I don't, I've never been awestruck by a painting. Yeah. Um, but actually doing it does sort of make you appreciate it, I think, as well. 
the way that like artists capture like the glint in somebody's eye. Mm. Well, or... you have with your own eye there. I don't know about that. I seem to have like eight pupils in my eye. <laughs> yeah, glint. A glint. I guess it's a glint of course. I've gone for the red background as well. Oh, good. Oh, that's nice. I've also got paint on your book. Sorry about that. Oh, I guess it's my book now. I feel like it's it's your book. Yeah. Would you write a book again, or because it? Um... I w- I would I would love to. Do you enjoy the process? Yes, I I really enjoyed it actually, and I enjoyed that. Um... Uh, this is shit. Oh god, I think I've ruined it. No. I've made your head all wobbly. Oh good. Um <laughs> For Christmas. Uh, for Christmas. A wobbly Christmas day. <laughs> Did many of your stories I, and yes. memories and anecdotes in the book come from stand up routines? I know I recognise a few, like the the flume and Joyce, but well, I, I took, oh, thank you for noticing that. I, I sort of took those, I, I realised that people sort of resonated with people. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'll start, use that as a jumping off point, sort of describe my family life a bit and um, yeah. and sort of take people on this journey. Not that, you know, it just sort of felt like it was kind of a, it has a resonance for me and for other people. So um, yeah. I use that. Um, but I, I would love to write another book. I think so now I know how it feels to do it. And what I love mm-hmm. about it is that you can be sort of like, much more sort of um on honest with people yeah uh, and sort of and you're not sort of constantly going but is that funny enough is that you can take quite a circuitous route to finding the funny Mm -hmm. um whilst you kind of hopefully say something a bit more vulnerable or whatever yeah definitely felt very honest and parts of it talking about your childhood and feeling like shame at school and things and not being able to be who you were or you know all the sort of aggressive um homophobia was really moving and very sad because thinking of you sad as a little boy made me well, sad oh i hope um oh i hope it didn't make you too sad no I'm not fine. too sad i mean it's very funny and it's just i guess you don't think about your friends when they're younger and like the difficulties they would have had oh well i i mean it's, it's been very, very... written and Oh, thank you. Well, I suppose I just wanted to be honest. I, I was kind of keen to also like write stories that were like, that didn't have, there were times that some of my editors would be like, and then when you did that, Julie Walters monologue, <laughs> when you were in your nine, <laughs> did you feel that people left you alone then because you stood up to the bullies? And I was like, no, no. And, and that was really important to me because I wanted to go, it's, we don't, I didn't grow up in a Disney film. Like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I didn't do, like, it's not, it didn't work with, like, oh, I did this one thing and then everything was fine. Yeah. Which so often we get that narrative, not from Disney necessarily, really, but, um, but from any kind of narrative. Of course, mm. you have to have, like, like conclusions to stories. But um, mm. I was sort of quite keen to go, no, and it's in with starting stand-up. When, mm. like, I did a competition when I started out and I won it. And they were like, so do you think, like, after that, did you feel like you belonged and you knew your place and you knew you were a stand-up? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Still felt pretty much the same. And, um... Yeah, and, people and... just want to project, like, the the narrative they imagine onto you sometimes. I guess so, yeah. Sort of tidy narrative. Yeah. And and I sort of... Because I guess it's uncomfortable to think, like, well, well they're mod. Um, yeah. But, like, I sort of don't like anything too triumphalist, you know? I think mm-hmm. it's always a bit... We see it quite a lot on, like, social media and stuff where people like get slammed and destroyed and yeah. you know like, they killed it uh 
Um, they're quite absolute. And I sort mm. of go, well, I've never found life to be like that. And if anything, I felt sort of more insecure because I feel like, oh, I don't have a, you know, fairy tale Christmas, for example. You know, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't feel Christmassy. Oh, gosh, yeah. I guess I'm messing up Christmas. Um, yeah. But it's okay just to feel whatever you feel. And I suppose that's what, I suppose that's what art does as well, isn't it? It's okay, it's okay to feel whatever you feel. But getting to that point where you yeah. feel that kind of like at oneness with it is, is, yeah. is sometimes takes a bit of work, I've found. Definitely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So did you have much guidance with the book? Like, obviously you have a publisher, but did you get lots of people's opinions as you were writing or was it important to you that you got out what you wanted to say before anyone else looked at it? I got more opinions when it was sort of assembled, really, mm-hmm. um, near the end. Um, and just because that was like, egotistically, I was a bit sort of like, what if this is a load of nonsense? Yeah. Um, and the publishers were great, really great at like encouraging me. And, 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 and you know, I did feel really safe because of how they'd uh, guided me. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, certainly I did. And, and I kind of, there's a few friends I think who were like, oh God, he's talking about his book again. Um, <laughs> no, but no one thinks that. I think that's just what, what you're, you yeah. have in your head. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Like, we kind of, it's fun to beat ourselves up. And you have to um, do the promo for it. It's just, just part of the job, isn't it? So it's don't just worry part of that... the job. Yeah. <laughs> You got to go um, on the Graham Norton show. Oh, that was so fun, Annie. It was so great. Oh, it was um it But was it just made me want you to have your own show. Your oh, own that's show. a nice thing to say. It was quite well not intimidating, but it was quite like I was aware of kind of like I was there with like like Dolly Parton, who's literally just cured coronavirus. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> I mean she was sort of she was doing a song bit down the down the line. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't get to chat to her, but uh, it was... She's been on it a couple of times. She was on it earlier in the year when Lolly was on it as well. Oh, that's did right. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, yeah. and what did... And then Graham did Milton ever... was like, Lolly, meet Dolly. She was like, hi, Lolly. I was like, uh, ah, Dolly Parton said your name. That's so great, isn't it? Yeah, I think she is nice. I think she's a very nice star, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, oh, the oh, the lamb line. Um, yes. Wow. Yes. They may pick it up, they may not. It's like going back in time. No. It'll be like, hello, your Amazon account is about to be cancelled unless you press one. And you know, 
terrible podcasting. <laughs> it went off in a corporate I was doing on Zoom the other day. I was <laughs> That's really funny. How's living with your parents? I'm living with my mum at the moment. Oh, are you? Are you yeah. your mum's? Oh. We're all doing it. <laughs> We're all doing it, aren't we? Um, yeah. We. Uh, it, it's nice. I feel bad for them because I get a bit stressed out and then, you know, and then I feel bad that, that I'm stressing them out. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I get stressed out with them because I'm stressed about other things because yeah. I suppose that's the way of it. Sometimes Just we show... Being a human, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I sometimes think like, oh, actually, they probably just want to enjoy their evening rather than being like, oh, God, I'm worried about this today. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. No, you don't understand. Are they quite supportive of they, your comedy? They've been always very supportive. I'm very lucky um, to have them. And um, I'm starting to draw like Christmassy things, but I'm not very good at them. Oh, let's see. Oh, I, I love to... that. It's um, it's a sleigh, yeah. And a some... couple of reindeer. God, you're so much further ahead than me. I'm still focusing on. No, no, because I just like did mine with a pen. But you're doing like detailed <laughs> That's work. That's really good. Really good. <laughs> I really like That's that. exactly what people mean when they say really good. <laughs> it's funny. Are they working or have they retired? No, they're retired, mum and dad. So, um, so they're there literally all the time. Yeah, which I don't, you know, um, yeah, yeah, um, which of course, you know, it's very nice. It's very, it's nice to have company because I think I do feel worried for people who live on their own completely. Mm. You know, and how must that be? Yeah, I think I've done, I've done it. I've, I've done it. Yeah, I love it, Tom. I'm going to ask you about comedy writing. How do you? You're yes. very good at improv, and I remember even from like very early oh. gigs, you seem to go on stage with just a sort of idea in your head or chat to the audience, and you would find be something very fluid with your approach. I sort of made myself do that because I'm not, I, I, as I say, with like sketching and stuff. I think I've, I'm not very good at like the sitting at the desk kind of crafting side of it, or I can't sit down with a blank piece of paper. That yeah. Panics me a bit. So um, I, I sort of like I like to sort of brainstorm mm-hmm. things a bit sort of sketch things out a bit in a way that's like oh this is this is okay to be rubbish like it's allowed to be rubbish with, yeah. the, with the book um well I had diary entries as well from when I was a teenager that I used um oh that's good um I, I sort of yeah sketched ideas out and would write down like notes on things I wanted to cover and then I sort of just allowed myself to write and I kind of enjoyed the kind of like journey of kind of just sitting down uh listening to some music Mm-hmm. And then just sort of seeing what I felt like typing based on kind of what I knew the chapter was going to be about. Yeah. And I enjoyed that, actually. And I found that I wasn't actually as harsh on myself as I assumed I would be. Um, so um, that was a nice feeling of, um, of, 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 of kind of just and, and also containing. It's a nice thing when you talk, talk about something that meant a lot to you when you're a teenager. Yeah. Uh, or you thought, you know, you thought meant a lot to you when you were in your early 20s. And by putting it on the page, actually, you contain it and you go, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. I, you sort of understand it. That's how I found it. So I like, I like that. But it was a, a kind of magical time to write in lots mm. of ways because there was no traffic on the... I was doing it during the lockdown. There's no traffic on the roads. Mm. So I could hear the birds singing and the sunshine was out. And Yeah, that was so mad, wasn't it? At the beginning of lockdown when it suddenly felt like nature was just yeah. back. And we'd killed yeah. it for so long and suddenly you could yeah. hear birds singing all day. And it was like... It was tremendous. Yeah. The, the air felt so clean. Yeah. It was wonderful. Like, yeah. to just, yeah, hear all the 
hear all the birds and everything. Yeah, I thought it was lovely. Do you have any artists that you're drawn to or? Well, I like George Surat because I like the musical Sunday in the Park with George. That's not really a good enough reason, is it? It's a great what? reason. I don't know that musical. What's the... Um, it's What's sort it of slightly sad Stephen Sondheim musical about oh, yeah. about George Surat and uh, but it uses the pointillism of the painting in the mm. in the in the music as well. It's quite clever. Yeah, that's um, clever. And it's about his sort of sort of love and loss of his. Mm-hmm. I think it's an imagined uh, partner called Dot, uh, appropriately. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, and about it's got a very lovely song called "Finishing the Hat," which is probably my favourite musical theatre song. Um, What's it called? Finishing the Hat. Uh, but a lot of people don't like Sunday in the Park with George, but it's my favourite. Sort of winsome sadness. Yeah, would you uh, say you're more drawn to sadness in art than like really happy, bright pictures? Or Probably, yeah. Like that cliche of like the tears of a clown or whatever. I do think yeah. there's kind of a connection with of things being a bit there we are there we are that was i bought tickets for that in fact they've still got my money oh, oh. oh yeah <laughs> Jake it. yeah um we'll be contacted shortly uh <laughs> great it's sort of, I, I don't know i kind of found that quite interesting i don't mm-hmm. like the ones we learned about at school i suppose like mark rothko mm-hmm. and um and alexander calder is it calder did the sculptures yeah i think so I kind of love that, but I feel yeah. like is that a bit like Route One? I'm sure there's more interesting painters, but not at all. Did, were you into artist. Rothko then? Did you like his stuff? Um, yeah, I do quite like that. Whenever I've been to see it, I like the sort of simplicity of it. Mm. They always look better in real life as well. Like you get a sense of how big they are, and the scale is quite has yes. a lot more impact than just like looking at them on the internet. Like, oh, that's just a bit of red. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I suppose so. Like, there's whole rooms of him and stuff. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they're the cooler ones. Very synonymous with Pathé News. Um, mm. And I like that kind of... That do, I do get a feeling from that. And I suppose the same with, like, uh, um, Amish Kapoor. Like, you, you yeah. can't help but feel something in response to the enormity of those those sculptures and stuff. Yeah. Um, he did the sculpture... Um... In Stratford, didn't he? The Olympic, that like... Oh, yes, the sort of Helter Skelter one, yeah. I like the sort of trumpety one that was at the um, the Tate Modern for a long time. Oh, I love yeah. that. that's cool. And I also like the... Um, there was that sunset, the, do you remember that, at the Tate Modern that everyone would go to? That was a different time, like maybe sunset. back in like no, 2007. Um, it was a... I think it was a sunrise or a sun... I don't know if it was both. Basically, mm. it was just like the whole turbine hall at the Tate Modern was in darkness and then they oh, had this wow. sort of yes That's and then the really sun cool. and it looked and everybody would just come in and just look up at the sun and it would oh go God. down and then it would come and it would go to darkness and it would come back up again and you'd watch it and it was I guess it just sort of slowed everybody down for a minute which was nice yeah oh I do like Turner as well Turner's sunset yeah he does some beautiful skies doesn't he I think I would like John Singer Sargent but that's mainly because he's mentioned in a Rufus Wainwright song mm. Yeah, you probably would. It's quite similar to Turner, isn't it? Yeah, I do really like Turner. That must have been so abstract as well to do those kind of like swishy kind of mottled skies. And, yeah, and... they're amazing. I love the colours in that one, the fog. 
Was Tur- Turner and Constable, were they rivals or something? I don't know if they were rivals. Probably, because I think they were at a similar time, weren't they? And they did quite... I feel like um, Constable wasn't as dramatic. I feel like he was a bit more, like, yeah, naturalistic in his painting. The, the Fred Astaire to... Um, the Constable. Yeah, um, Gene Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe I, I think I went to Tate Britain once and realised how nice that was for armchairs and <laughs> um, lovely seating areas. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think I saw something of the Turner Constable world there. Yeah. That I very much enjoyed. I loved and... in your book your focus on like home furnishings and decor and oh. uh, being friends with the mums of the. Uh, the boys and girls at your school. I mean, just I just was obsessed with being friends with the mums. I was like, oh, no. this, these are my people. Why do I have to yeah. go upstairs and like pretend to play some sort of war game? I did relate to that though, because I feel like often I would like have better conversations with the parents and would enjoy, would hate if there was like a family friends gathering or something and there would be a yeah. kids table and I was oh. like, fuck these guys. Like you don't yeah. feel part of it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I want to like, sit on a tiny chair and eat fish fingers. Yeah. I want to have what you're having. I want to have a rack to, like, of lamb and a schlep. Yeah. <laughs> and talk yeah. to Sandy and Mike. Yeah, it's more About their recent loft conversion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that was me all over. Just didn't want yeah. to be a child. But now, as an adult, actually, I felt more inclined to be... A child. Like, wanting to be a child, yeah. yeah. Like, so more sort of silly and more... Yeah. I guess that's why I haven't bought my own home. <laughs> And um, no, that's what grown-ups do. I'm only a child. I'm only eight. But did you pass your driving test this year? Uh, No, it was a few years ago. A few years ago, um, because I just passed it this year. Oh, Annie, Um, congratulations. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, I think, the proudest I've ever been of myself. It's such a moment, isn't it? Yeah, I did it in between lockdowns, and I just bought, like, 30 hours and just smashed it out, because my theory was about to expire, and I was so happy. But it's a weird, like, I do feel... Even though I haven't driven since passing, I do feel like a an adult now. Quick fire oil or watercolor? Or oil that sticks out a bit, doesn't it? On the pe- on the canvas, I think that looks good. Portrait or landscape? Um, portrait. Hindus or stag do's? Hindus. Can you separate the art from the artist? Yes and no. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, tortured artist or rational chef? Uh, rational chef. Talk about or think about art? Talk about art. Red wine or white? Red. Bromley or Edinburgh? Bromley. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Close. No, far away. Black tie or smart casual? Black tie. Private view or view of privates? <laughs> Sometimes I've, you can have both. Yeah, that's true. Wave machine or flume? Flume. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Still life. Art or tech? Art. Art or books? Books. Art or food? Food. Is what you do art? No. West Ham or Arsenal? West Ham, obviously. And finally... Arsenal got just got booed off. I know, we're 15th. Oh, it's bad. Sorry. Um... Good old, fi- good, old, good old Burnley. Good old Burnley. Tough more. Happy place. Uh, um, finally, Tom, dicks or pussies? Uh, dicks. Thank you very much.
<laughs> Annie, this has been such a lovely way to start the week. So I mean, now I realize it's going out on Christmas Eve. This has been such a lovely experience. Um, <laughs> a lovely festive treat. Thank you for having me. I feel very, I do feel much more enthused about art, actually. Do you? Just talking to you about it. I think, yeah, if I had, if if I, well, I did have nice art teachers, but I think if, like, if I was to go to a gallery with you, I think I'd enjoy it a lot more. So, well, we and, must and I really do enjoy, that in the new year. So I really enjoyed, and I, I think I get into this, like, state where I'm like, I don't understand anything. I don't feel anything from paintings mm. or pictures or art or anything. I don't feel anything. And then I, like just then I was like oh I did really like that I saw and I really enjoyed that and yeah. so I think I and when, I, when I came to the, the private view last year I really found myself actually really responding to it so I think I have yeah. in my head that it's not for me but actually when I go to it or when I experience it I like it definitely and also I think so many people feel like that and feel out of place in like really? museums and galleries and just got to remember that no one really knows what they're talking about yeah that's so true isn't it more yeah. and more, it's one of the nice things about getting maybe slightly older is that I go, oh, everybody's just a person. You <laughs> Everyone's know, just pretending. We'll yeah, there. basically, everybody's just as stupid as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and on that note, shall we review each other's work? Yes. I'm sorry like should... in advance because this doesn't look like you. And I haven't that's yet better. I think Christmas that's a good thing. I think I that's a good do. thing. Da 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 da. I'm quite a big fan. It looks just like me. <laughs> I wish I had a beard like that. It's quite That's a gruff such... beard, isn't I it? I really need to get my eyebrows done. But um, the um, I like it, you know. Very clever. Oh, and you're, you're good at doing noses. That's how you do noses. The eyes. Look at the eyes. They're great. They're just like me. Uh, hello. Oh, I love it. It's very, um, it's sort of cartoony, but it does... I feel like you get a sense of you, even though it doesn't necessarily look like the features aren't necessarily yours, but the like glint and the cheekiness of it is is yours. Oh, that's a nice and, thing um, to say. I love all the sort of Christmassy editions, like the reindeer illustrations the reindeer and stuff. And the sleigh. Um, it's, it's, sleigh. it's a solid A. I love it. It's, I, um... I think that's very generous of you. I think it's barely an E. But, um... <laughs> it's Christmas. I can't give you an E. <laughs> that's true. true um yeah thank you tom that's been really fun oh annie thank you so much for having me i can't wait to go to a gallery with you soon and you can tell me yeah that would what be it's good. all about i'll do my best thank you tom what a dream boat he is and thank you for listening to this episode and to all of the episodes throughout this series what fun Hopefully Secret Artists has been some sort of distraction for you all during what I would describe as an absolute shit show of a year. We really appreciate everyone who's listened, subscribed, reviewed, downloaded, shared, all the things. I urge you to buy Tom's book, No Shame, and if you're not already following him on Twitter, then WTF. He's at Tom Allen Comedy on Twitter and at Tom Indeed on Instagram. I'm at Annie McTweet on Twitter and on Instagram I'm at McGraw.Annie or for my paintings at McGraw.Art. If you fancy supporting the podcast then you can do that with a one-off donation and the link for that is in the description for the podcast. Think of it as a sort of stocking filler which will help us to make another series of the podcast in the new year. If you're not in a position where you can do that, that's absolutely fine. You can still help by writing us a nice review. We are having a little break before the next series, so why not listen back to some of our previous episodes? 
We've had some cracking guests, actually. Joe Lysett, Nina Conti, Nish Kumar, Lou Sanders, Jenny Eclair, May Martin, Lolly Adafope, Phil Wang, and loads more. It's just gem after gem after gem. Until we meet again, thank you all. Have a very, very merry Christmas. Take care of yourselves, keep drawing, keep painting, keep expressing yourself, and see you on the other side of this mad, mad world. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.